Welcome to the Tarot Readers Academy TV and podcast, the place to be to get the tools, tips, techniques, and building blocks to level up your tarot reading practice, heart-centered business, and spiritual journey. I'm Anthony Dawn. I'm a full-time card slinger, business coach, author, and the headmistress of the tarotreadersacademy.com. And to top it all off, I'm also your host for this TV series and podcast. Welcome to a, another episode of the Tarotis Academy TV and podcast. And today I have a very special guest, Miss Arwen Lynch Poe, who I'm sure you have heard her name before if you are a part of our tarot world. And if you haven't heard of her before, you are about to get a treat. Um, we, many, of us, many of us know Arwen when we hear the beautiful words, seek joy, y'all. She is a professional joy seeker and has pretty much done absolutely everything in the world of tarot. She is a published author. She still does tarot readings to this day. And let me tell you, that is some hard grind work right there. She walks her talk. She's not only done work in the tarot world, but she's also done a lot of work in the fiction world as well. She is the editor-in-chief of the Cardamancer. Got that right? Yes. <laughs> Which, <I am. laughs> Which is an amazing tarot and cardamancy magazine. Um, and if you have not subscribed and got your copy of that, then I totally recommend doing it. It's always a juicy read. Um, what else can I say about this lady? She, honestly, she's everything I want to be when I grow up <laughs> in the tarot world. So, Arwen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Anthony. It's a delight to be here. You're always, I, I always, you light up my life whenever I see you. So <laughs> I'm always very, very happy to have it, uh, you on. Um, so, Arwen, we're going to be talking about something that I feel is, is very important when it comes to not only as being a tarot reader, but also maybe someone who wants to have a tarot business, but also a way of like just moving through the world in a way where you're kind of in flow and aligned. And that is trusting your gut. So what does that mean to you? It means listening to that um, sometimes really annoying inner voice. We've all had it when we've met that person and thought, oh, they're all perfect. They're everything I wanted. In the back of your head, you've got, uh, hang on, hold up. And we're like, shut up. And we move into a relationship only to find out that little voice was right. It's our gut. It's our intuition saying, <laughs> not a good match. You, know, you hear about people all the time who say, I decided not to get on that plane. Something told me not to get on that plane. And they're the, you know, before something horrible happens and they've survived. Um, I think there were people who said they were supposed to get on the Titanic. I'm going to put you on the Titanic. And I'm so sorry. They're going to bark because we've got people outside um, who did not get on the Titanic because they had a bad feeling. Mm -hmm. So 
I apologize for that. That's okay. Um, right. So there, there is the, and I think the thing is that we hear most is we hear when people talk about the thing, like the averted catastrophe, which is like the big, like that's probably like the biggest grand scheme thing at the, the, the tippy top of the pendulum going one way. Um, and then when you hit the other pendulum swing, it's about really being in alignment. So for you, how do you know what is your gut? What is your instinct? What is your intuition? And what is really like maybe a fear or self-sabotage or something like that? Exactly. And that's something that's really important to learn because, you know, I've not gone to parties because I said, oh, I shouldn't go tonight. And it's really my um, hesitancy to go out and be in public. I have uh, a panic anxiety disorder that sometimes kicks up if I'm not paying attention <laughs> and I'll not go in somewhere and tell myself it's because intuition said, no, baby, that was your fear who held you back. And you got to figure it out. You got to learn yourself. You know, learning yourself is probably the first thing to learning how to trust your intuition because we do self-sabotage. You know, we, we think of reasons not to go to something. And we've probably missed a really wonderful opportunity. You know, back to the relationship, many of us who've had, you know, that burn or two in a relationship, then we look at the next person and we compare them without even thinking about it to that bad relationship and think, not even going to start. And, you know, we, we fear gets in our way. So you've got to learn. That's where the trust comes in. Trust yourself to really know what's best for you and to be super honest with yourself about what you're scared of. You know, if you're scared of heights and somebody invites you on a parachute jump date, you know, for me, that might be a big no, because I don't think, I, I don't understand jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. So, <laughs> but yes, things like that. Where does your fear interfere, right? And it's a really, really hard thing, and you got to keep at it. I don't think it's something you can be complacent about. To live in the flow sounds so easy, doesn't it? I'm just in the flow. Yeah, no, you've got your eyes closed, and you're drifting along. You're being sent places. You're not in the flow, moving where you need to go, right? You're being pushed. Yeah, I think that's a really good point and one that we do talk about a lot as a community, as a spiritual community, as a community around tarot. But one that I do not think can be underestimating is that know thyself because there's going to either be a different voice to when it is your intuition and when it is your instinct um it could be your like you know your spidey senses and that kind of stuff and there is going to be a different voice when it's fear um whether that's a different feeling in the body because many of us get body bodily sensations whether it's a, a different sensation in the body um or whether it is literally a different voice if we hear we hear if we have um clear audience so knowing ourselves knowing what our triggers are when our cup is full and we've had enough i know for me I don't get social anxiety so much, but I get, I get to the point where like my cup is full and then I'm done. I'm like, okay, I need a ghost. And I've done, <laughs> I've done that before. I was just like, where did he go? I'm like, I'm in back in my room. Like, <laughs> 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 yes. 
Hi. Um, I'm in my pajamas. I'm in my gym jams watching the Great British Bake Off. Um, so, you know, we've got to know what we've got to know ourselves. And not only is that going to be great, I mean, that is like the, isn't that, who was that? Was that Homer? Who said that? Know thyself. One of the great Greek philosophers. It's like, I can't remember who it was. It was one of them. To know um, thyself. Yeah, it's something. It's one of the big guys. like the greatest treasure of of all, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's true because it's going to help you in every way in your life, um, and that's definitely going to help you with your with your gut. So, how do you um, how do you then also distinguish? And maybe some of the tips that you have. How do you distinguish for yourself? what is intuitional when you should move forward and what is like a daydream or unrealistic, um, et cetera. Well, some daydreams you just know are unrealistic, right? You just know that that colony on Venus isn't here yet and you're never going to live there as mayor. Um, or that may just be me. But, <laughs> but I think that I have a, with tarot, I have a exercise that I do and I used to do all the time. I don't do it so much anymore, but it was a way I learned new decks. And I would pull a card in the morning and just stare at it for a while, five minutes, and then write down what I saw on the card and what I thought the card meant. Not what the card meant, but what I thought, what popped at me, right? Then live my day, go through my day, whatever. Don't even kind of put it in the back of your head and go forward. Then at night, I would go back to that morning writing and think about my day and see if anything tied in, if, you know, if any of the things that I saw happened. And, and some of it was silly, like, I was looking at a, a chariot once and had a flash of a blue car in my head. And it was the Frank Fredella chariot, which is a guy on a motorcycle, right? There was no car in it. And there was an incident with a blue car that I needed to be aware of. And I, when I saw the blue, I kind of went, oh, yeah, remember that. And that, but that's what you do. You, you write what happened during your day. And then I recommend looking at the book. What does the author think? Or, you know, if it's an artist author, what, what is their information? You know, and Bad Bitches is really good for that because you can look at it and kind of, th- it is, it's a great deck, Anthony. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> but you can look at it and think, well, that girl looks like so, or that woman, sorry, I'm trying to break myself with a girl, Lord. That woman looks like, so-and-so, or that feels like me when I, you know, and then you can kind of, that's how I learned to interpret my gut hunches, and then I can test them, right? I can test them. Sometimes our, our hunches are, don't get on that plane, and nothing happens on the plane, right? So was it the fact that I didn't get on the plane, or was it something else? You know, the, the, I tell people don't use tarot for uh, future unless you understand that when I tell you, when I do a reading for you, say, oh, Ethany, here's the tower card. It's showing up on Thursday. And it feels like it's associated around the school, right? The school, whatever the school is. The school to you could be, you know, the child school, a class you're taking, the academy. And you're going to immediately, because I assume you're not dumb, you're going to immediately start looking and fixing and tweaking so that on Thursday, maybe nothing happens because you've started making different decisions. 
And that's why tarot predictions don't happen as often as we might like. Because we have free will and we're changing things, right? If you tell me that the chariot reverse comes up and it looks like my car is going to break down, I'm going to get that puppy in to get it checked out. Right. So right. I'm th but you learn to trust. You learn to, I think paying attention is the biggest piece. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have a deal with multiples. And yesterday, I live in New Mexico. I live in a small town in New Mexico. Yesterday, we saw a South Carolina car. And immediately after that, we saw a New Mexico car with a South Carolina sticker on it. To me, that means pay attention. If South Carolina shows up a, thir a third time, what do I need to know? You know? That the, the Panthers still suck? I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry, South Carolina. <laughs> so... So what do you do when, say you have a client or maybe this could be something that is stopping um, budding tarot readers when they say, I'm really afraid to actually like speak on my intuition and to talk to my clients about what I'm getting for them or when I'm looking at a card and I'm getting a flash and then I just don't trust myself enough to convey that over to my clients. Mm -hmm. um, what do you say to those people who are stuck in that? Be authentic. Be authentic. Say to your client, okay, this is popping up. I don't know why, but I feel I need to tell you. I've been reading the cards since 1985. Okay, or 81. 85 is when I kind of got professional about it. To this day, I will have things happen and I'll say, okay, this is what I'm being told. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm hearing. I don't know why. You know, flat out, I don't know why. I, I did a reading for somebody, and this was many years ago. I don't even remember it, except the woman wrote to me uh, about two years ago and said, do you remember this reading you did for me seven years ago? No. You're like, no, I don't remember the readings I did two weeks ago. I don't remember but the readings I did last week. <laughs> I don't. I, I just dump them. It's part, that's why I tell people it's confidential because I forget. Um, <laughs> but she told me things that I had told her. And I said, and I, I don't usually get specific, but she was. it was a love relationship. She wanted to know if there was somebody out there for her. And I'm reading, and it was actually the Frank Fidella card. It was the chariot card. Funny that that comes up twice. But I said, you're going to meet somebody, they're going to be caramel skinned, they're going to be bold, and it's going to be in Washington, D.C. is what it seems like. And I don't remember where Washington, D.C. came with, but she told me she'd gotten that reading off eBay. It was when I was selling readings on eBay for like 15 bucks. And she said, I thought you were insane. I thought I had wasted my money. She said, I want you to know that the man I'm married to, I met him in D.C. on a business trip. He is, in fact... A biracial and he is bald and she didn't want another reading she just wanted to say and everything you said was right so but tell people say here's what I'm getting write it down see how it works out for you you know and I'm very honest if I get names in my head like I'll, I'll get like I'm hearing right now pure it's Peter but it's Russian it's the p-i-o-t-r name and I'm yeah, and I'm hearing that word right now. So I don't know why. And what happens is sometimes the next reading I do or the next thing I'm doing, that will come into play. But, 
you got to trust and tell the information because I firmly believe if you block it, you're stuffing socks in the cracks. And if you stuff enough socks, one, it's going to get stinky, and two, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to get the information because you literally kept saying no. If you've ever had a friend, you've said, you want to go to the movies? No, I can't go. You want to go to the movies? No, I can't go. Eventually, you stop asking them. Totally. So there's some amazing takeaways in that. Um, there's the two, for me, there's the two pillars, right? So the pillar for the person who is looking to do readings and kind of gets a little bit scared about telling the client or telling the person what they're getting, um, just, you know, trust yourself a little bit, have a little bit of faith. And there's also that have a little bit of faith in your ability, have a little bit of faith that the message is what you're supposed to be getting or what they're supposed to be getting, have a little faith in your delivery um, and a little faith in your talent as a reader, right? So that, that's all, have a little bit of faith in that. And I mean, I talked about when you feel like you're ready to go pro and that's one of them. It's like, you got to step off the ledge and take the fool's dive and, and go for it. And mm-hmm. I'm the same. I've had readings where I remember one at a psychic fair and I don't remember them like word for word, but I remember instances. And I said, I'm seeing gloved hands. I don't know why. And cause it was a reading about this woman's son and she's like, Oh yeah, my son's a bricklayer. Of course. Well, they wear gloved hands um, when they're working with bricks. So, um, you know, you get stuff sometimes that don't, doesn't mean anything to you, but will mean something to the client or can mean something to the client in the future. Mm-hmm. And then if you have the other pillar where it's the client who's like, well, that makes absolutely no sense. You're off your tree, you know, whatever. Um, then ask them to sit with it. So I want to give you an example of something that happened to me as a tarot, someone who got a, received a tarot reading from someone at a psychic fair. So I used to read at psychic fairs in Fremantle, Australia. And I, every time I do one, one of the treats I treat myself to was for a reading from another person at the fair. And I went and got a reading from this elderly gentleman who looked like Father Christmas. And um, he said to me, I see you as being a Boy Scout mother. I see you like being really involved with them and like helping with fundraising and jamborees and the whole bunch. And at that point, I was like 21 and had been told since I was, 16 that I may not ever have children and I just was like I didn't tell him that but I was like oh, what do I they're going nah that's never going to happen now I have a four-year-old son and he very well may get into scouts and you best believe I'm going to be doing the bake sales and shit like that <laughs> so, <laughs> so I could very well be a scout like be really involved with the scouts as a mother but I never I mean we're talking about this happened oh my god I'm just about to show my age this happened 10 plus years ago you know yeah. So you've got to allow some of these things to take time as well. So that's a really, um, I love, love those two perspectives for sure. Yeah. And that's why it's good to record readings or have write things down and all that kind of stuff. So have you ever, um, how do you, how do you work your intuition? How do you work? What's the layered process or how do you mechanicalize, uh, wrong word into a reading your intuition so how does it work for you like if I was going like well how does it do you not read the cards like do you not know the system tell me about that Arwen how do you read them <laughs> I put the cards down and I see what pops at me okay. I also look at them with what I call fuzzy eyes 
I do not remember where I learned that from. It was probably from a Mary Kay Greer book because she was my first uh, tarot book teacher. Swear to goodness, she's going to be like the pa patron saint of tarot readers. Her and, and Rachel. Okay. We are so lucky. <laughs> right? I love them both. By the way, if anyone's listening to this and you don't know Arwen and I, we both know both Rachel and Mary Kegria and we love them both. We love them both. We worship at their altar, basically. Right. They are such good people and they're so human yeah. and we treat them like, oh, yeah, Mary yeah. Kegria and Rachel came down at the same time. Yeah. Um, but when I do it, I look and what pops at me, what comes screaming out at me, and sometimes, hang on, let's do it for Ethany. Give me a card that will make Ethany go, Ooh! okay. <laughs> Goodness. Right? Oh, look, judgment. Yeah, that's a fun card. Well, I see it as transcending. I see it as leveling up. So you're doing something right now. Um, that you're actually being called to move up to. And it has some Australian piece to it, some Australian magic. Mm. Because I just looked down and saw in this guy's hands a didgeridoo, which is not a female instrument. I know that. But look, he's got like a pipe in his mouth. <laughs> mm. So I would look at that and I would say, what's inspiring you? What's making you feel that call back to some kind of native spirituality? And, and not just spirituality but like a, a touching a touchstone for you that you want to bring forward into your teaching because that's what it feels like right. and that's how that's how I do it I I look I see what pops what goes pay attention to me and this card has um interestingly enough in justice there's also a little cat uh at the face of justice I don't know if there's cats in a lot of these cards no. <laughs> um <laughs> But that's, I mean, I literally look at the card and I'll think, okay, what, is just, what does judgment mean to me? It means transcendence. It means rising up. It means next level. It means hitting that next stage of a life or a career or a passion. And then I go, okay, give me more. And I will literally sometimes feel like something's coming in the back of my head and out my mouth. Mm. So, but I, I don't know if that explains how I, I, I kind of get out of my own way. Right. So you kind of, it's almost like you're, I mean, what that sounds like to me very much is, especially the back of the head is where the channeling entrance is. So it sounds very much like you kind of, and I do the same. Sometimes I'm like, I have no idea what I just said. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm glad it resonated, but I don't know. Um, so absolutely that, that makes sense. So do you find with the intuition piece, when you started to learn, and, and I know that you've been doing this for many years, and sometimes we've been doing things for so long, we have our way of doing it, we kind of have to think, oh, how did I do that at the beginning? So did you really go and do memorization and rote learning and you know memory cards and all that? Did you learn the foundation of tarot or did you go intuitively? And what would you recommend for people who are stepping into this? I worked a lot. I worked with Mary Kay Greer. I did her walking into cards exercises. I did her body line spirit readings every day for several years. I still do them sometimes. I think that learning the rote, learning the basic meanings is imperative. Um, 
if you're an intuitive tarot reader who's never taken a class, never read a book, you're not a tarot reader. And I do not mean that to be ugly. You're an intuitive reader and you're using tarot to access your intuition. But to be a tarot reader, you got to know the 78 meanings. you got to know what the suits mean. You have to have a basis in that. Um, and personally, I wouldn't trust somebody who doesn't go to classes even. I mean, Mary Kay Greer still sits in at Reader Studio. She's there taking notes. She sure does. You know, she doesn't stop learning. And I think that's imperative for any of us in our community um, is to keep learning. If somebody, if I wanted to go to somebody as a student, I'm going to ask them who their teachers are. Who did you learn from? Who are you learning from? And that's going to be really important. If they tell me they don't take classes or they don't read other books or, you know, and they're an author, I'm going to call bullshit. I see your bullshit and I call your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. So um, I absolutely, I mean, I absolutely agree. There, the tarot has a system. It is a system. It, it is the way that it is. And whether you choose the Thoth, the Marseille, the Rider Waite, whatever it may be, because there are differences in the way they read, especially like if you're really into numbers and, hey, go to the Marseille first. If you, um, I don't know how, to, I don't know if I, how I would recommend the Thoth. The Thoth has always freaked me out a little bit. Um, and I'm a witch, like I know who Crowley is. I studied, I studied my, I studied the occult, but there's just something about Crowley and it could be the fact that he had a very well-developed ego and he knew what he was doing because ego was very much part of his craft. Um, that I, that kind of, I steer away from that I don't, because it was, I mean, Frida Harris did the artwork. It was done, the artwork was done by a woman. So it's not this masculine crushing kind of energy. It's more, I don't know. It just freaks me out. <laughs> but I like Thoth, um, inspired decks. I've got a number of them or, you know, you can do the, sorry, tangent there, or you can do the, the Rider Waite Smith, but choose a system that you feel drawn to and no shade to anyone who likes, loves the Thoth. Um, I've got several Thoth decks, by the way, just to, um, and, and learn that system however you can. And there are many ways of learning. Just pick up Mary Kay Greer's book, 21 Ways to Read a Card, um, or, you know, the number of YouTube videos you can find or do a class, but, and then learn to, it's like multiple sides, right? To the brain, like massage both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we learn in different ways, right? Some of us, there's the ABK learning system that people talk about and they say remember your first kiss just think for a minute about the very first time you were kissed what do you remember for me i remember seeing the moon oh that's so romantic well then i remember the the feel of his yucky fleshy <laughs> cold lips on mine so my first two are visual and kinetic and audio being the third one means that's the thing that i am the most distracted by I cannot write. I write fiction or and nonfiction. If I've got music on, it ha cannot have words. Oh, me too. Otherwise, I like start singing the words. I'm like, oh no, why am I? Why am I singing Michael? You know, something. No, no, yeah. no. All of a sudden, I'm typing, beat it, yeah. just beat it. Uh, this is not what I really wanted to say in this. So, no words. My writing partner, my fiction writing partner, Kay, has to have music. 
it drives her, it fills her up, it makes her go forward. I think it would be like Teresa Reed, who's a real music fanatic. She's really, I mean, she's got a wide variety of music loves. I don't think I'd be able to write around her because I think she'd need music. I don't know if she uses music to write. Maybe I'll ask her. I was going to ask her. <laughs> but yeah, so how do you learn? If you're a visual learner, then you want to just look at cards over and over and over again. And true story, I don't think I have them handy. The deck, I, I used to read on 1900 Psychic Lights. How was that? I think a scam. I think a scam. Give us the dirt out. Oh, I know we're, we're backtracking, but I'm interested. Well, for me, I was reading real. Right, I don't know course. the other. And they actually did. I had to do a reading for them. I had to um, speak to somebody on the phone and do a reading for them before they would hire me. So, and that was on APN, which is gone, I think. But that's the first time I ever had dead people talk to me. Mm. It's the first time it happened. Um, when I had real mediumship happen and started talking to people about dead relatives and giving them messages that they understood and I would get names that were right. Wow. But it's a, it's a ripoff in that for the reader, you're getting paid 99 cents a minute, maybe. The person is paying you for 99 a minute. This is when I started. I began to feel like a prostitute. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to read for people because I had very sad, sad people call me, right? They just wanted somebody to talk to. They didn't really need a tarot reading. They just wanted somebody to tell them that their life wasn't going to suck for the rest of their lives. It's all going to be okay. And yeah, totally. Yeah. And I had one woman, I will never forget, she called me and I was just at a point. And it was a do he, does he love me call? Do he? No. It was a does he love me call? I do speak English. And my response in my head was, it's 11.30 at night on a Saturday, you're home, he's not, no. I gave her a reading that kind of, the cards actually agreed with me. Which was, Thank I really hate it when my head, I'm thinking, oh, they're an idiot, don't do it. The cards are like, dive in, immerse yeah. yourself, let go. <laughs> I want to get a different deck, put that deck on a timeout. <laughs> Don't so, make me put you in the naughty tarot corner because I will do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> You'd be right. But I, I think that the 1-900 lines, I wouldn't recommend getting reading off of them. I do think people on them are real, but I think people on them are also not real. I had labels on the back. I was reading with the Terror of the Old Path, and I had labels, magazine that I wrote, reversal, and then on, you flip them for the up and upright. So that if I got stuck, because haven't you ever had a reading where you just go, that's really a pretty card. I have completely forgotten what the hell that means. <laughs> um, you know, and I would just flip the card over really quick because I wasn't on camera. But, you know, or you've read for a client and said the three of cups, the three of cups, the three of cups. And finally, your client has gone, aren't those swords? <laughs> or you go that's the seven of pentacles it's like mm, no that's that there's eight there you just didn't count, you didn't count. <laughs> well I, I just i and that's what i actually trust my intuition to say right i'm seeing the ten of pentagrams it may be the two of pentagrams but you're getting the ten of pentagrams reading <laughs> 
have an interesting question to ask with the, this, uh, with intuition and, and trusting your gut, because this has happened to me before too. I do a lot of love readings and I love love readings. I could do them all day, every day. Cause I just think love is relationships are our biggest teachers, right? There are biggest mirrors, there are biggest triggers, there are biggest teachers. And I think that, I think they're great. So I love reading for love. Um, and I have a lot of clients who come to me and like some, and it's complex and we're always on the outside looking in. We have to remember that, right? When we're looking into a relationship, we're only seeing so much, even if we're psychic, we're only seeing so much because we're tapping into an energy and getting the scope from there. So when you, when you as a person would, would be like, get out, don't drink the tea, run, <laughs> so, um, pack your shit and leave. But then the cards, as you said, say, dive in, go for it. And one of the interesting things about that is like, then what do you, what do you do? For me, I always go with what the cards say, but what are your tips for people who are maybe struggling to step away from their own their own judgments or their, even if some, say something has triggered them, like they're getting cheated on and they've been cheated on, the reader's been cheated on themselves. Like how do we separate that from sitting in a place of intuition so we're not muddying the water? It's hard. It's really hard. And I have areas that I cannot read for because I'm so triggered over them. And my biggest one is, will they leave their partner for me? I, I just won't do it anymore. I will tell people straight up, I can't read for that mm. because it's a trigger for me and my bias comes in, you know, and I immediately start thinking, well, you need to get a life because you're breaking up somebody's happy home. And I know that's not true. Mm. I know it. My mother was the other woman in a man's life for 18 years before his child, last child graduated from high school and they got married. So I know it's possible. And I know there are extraneous reasons, but I still have this ingrained cheater that does my client no good. They're going to waste their money with me. Right. But to get out of your own way, you've got to know your triggers. You've got to know them, you know. And if you don't, you're not ready to read professionally yet. Friends. Sorry. <laughs> if you read for your friends and can't, if you read for your best friend and cannot separate best friend advice person from reader, you're not going to be able to do it for somebody else. So, and I'm, I'm pretty strong on that idea of you've got to know your, your biases. If somebody came to me and said that they were, you know, looking at a relationship with somebody and they were a great person, you know, they had kicked a dog once, but they were okay other than that. Done. You know, and I would tell them, I would say, I have a bias that's going to interfere because it is not, uh, uh, animal abuse is not, or child abuse is not a bias I can control mm. or want to probably the better answer. So get out of your own way, learn yourself, you know, learn your ins and outs. Yeah. 
For sure. And the tarot, again, is a really lovely tool for that. If you ever use the tarot for self-reflective and personal work, it can be a great way to tap into the, the subconscious biases that we have. I mean, a lot of spiritual uh, exercises and information is available to everybody, thanks to the internet, if you have internet connection. <laughs> Um, like meditation, um, journey work, you know, working through your chakras, all those sorts of things can also really help you learn yourself. One of the things that um, I've become much more aware of uh, being a, a magical worker is really being in tune with what happens in my body and what energy center in my body is reacting when something is happening. So that definitely helps me know whether it's an anxiety or whether I need to pay attention because it's an instinct or whether someone's tapping into my energy and I don't want them to, or my battery is running low. There's many, many ways that you can learn to, to know yourself. But I love how we naturally wrapped that right back into trusting the gut and knowing the self, which really do go hand in hand for sure. So before we go on to what you're offering for our readers, readers, our listeners <laughs> and our viewers today, um, <laughs> Tell us a little bit about, um, you said you have a Trust Your Gut Tarot and it's a nine-week online course. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it, basically, I'm going through each suit, all the, um, the majors, and giving people how I memorize, incorporate them, really. And I feel like if you learn a card, and um, let me just pull in so I can get one to talk about that helps me. Um, oh, five of cups. So if I can have a memory of what a five of cups moment was in my life, I can better translate that for others. And that's what the, the course is designed to teach people over a nine week period. You get um, emails like two or three times a week, sometimes four because I'm an overachiever. But it's to give you how to learn tarot and how to read for others. You get spreads at the end. Um, when it was a live class, we would pair up and do readings, and then people would do a reading for me. Um, I, I don't do certifications. It's not like, you're now an Arwen reader. Um, not, it's not my style. I mean, yeah, it would have been kind of fun and kind of a hoo-hoo. I got all these Arwen tarot people out there. But it's not, it doesn't work for who I am because I'm a little too casual. But that's what the nine-week course is going to do is to give you a basis, help you trust your gut. There's a lot of, of intuition work in it and a lot of you have an exercise, that morning-night thing I talked about, that's the yeah. first step of that class. So, and then you, you're going to go through, you're going to create a tarot journal. There's a whole lot of pieces in it. Um, and I love teaching it. I, and there's, there's videos with it. You get a, an, like a 45 minutes to an hour video every week on whatever subject we're talking about. So it's, for me, it's in-depth. And it's a good part of your tarot learning. You know, I loved the Tarot Academy Summer School. I'm still going through courses, right? I just, there's so much on there to learn. So, and I, <laughs> again, I take other classes. When I go to a tarot conference, I go to workshops to learn. 
you know, that's what I want. I want to learn. So, and I hear that next year at Reader Studio, there's going to be, you know, some okay speakers. <laughs> uh, I'm, I mean, I know one of them personally. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that that blonde with the accent? Yeah, I think so. That was <laughs> Ethany, someone. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> e, e Tony? I don't really know e how to say that ah, name. <laughs> yes. e I've been called Ethany before. So E Tony is a new one. I like it. Um, <laughs> e Tony.com? <laughs> well, if you were in it. if you were in Louisiana where the Cajuns are, it would be Ethany because TH is a D for them. Oh, interesting. I did not know yeah. that. Um, <laughs> And so what have you got for everyone as a freebie for joining us today? Free magazine for you and for you and for you. I'm giving away. These actually aren't. We're having an Oprah moment. <laughs> I'm giving away a bundled set of Cardamancer. And this is the most recent Cardamancer from summer. Um, but this is a digital set. So you will get four magazines deliver to you all you have to do is when you click the link use the password ethany sorry and <laughs> and um when you sign up there's a space that said how did you hear about it and you're going to put ethany's uh tarot reader academy tv podcast or some version of that and i'm going to send you a link so that you can download all four of the bu the bundled issue for one full year from last 2017. awesome and this magazine is the tarot tits people it's got you can find new decks in there through that there's artwork there's um, pieces where it's going to help with your further education as we were talking about there are spreads there's themes around the season there's reviews it's just it's just pretty amazing so it's well worth clicking on that link and you will find that in the description in the youtube channel if you're watching this from youtube in the video description you'll find it over in in the podcast description and over on ethany.com under the podcast blog so there's no excuse and if you know what if you hit a road bump just uh, stalk me on social media and i'll send you the link so i have a few fun little questions that i like to ask at the end before we wrap up so what is one of your new tarot obsessions? So whether it is a book you've come across or a new deck that you've received, what are you working with at the moment that has just come across your desk in the last few weeks? I get a lot of review decks and I buy a lot of decks and this is a deck I bought. Oh, I knew you were going to say that, <laughs> but mine's here too. Look. <laughs> I, um, I've been practicing coloring thing so that when I get to this I'm going to start my, my holy oil it's a whole and bottle deal y'all this is not a deck that you're just going to pick up and go yay um but I'm really excited about it and the other deck that's got me going Sorry, wow I just want to interject there it was the spirit keepers tarot for oh, those I'm sorry. On the podcast. we just got excited because we visually saw it in each other but it's the Spirit Keepers Tarot by Benabel Wen. It is out of print at the moment, but we are putting, you know, we're putting little whispers in her ear to do maybe a reprint next year. Um, so fingers crossed, but that is the deck that we were talking about. Yes, the Spirit Keepers Tarot, and it is um, flippin' amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. The other one is the Brady Tarot, and this is 
a really gorgeous deck. It's all natural. It's uh, she did uh, block prints, yeah. and and it's in a wood box, which y'all on the phone can't see, but. Uh, the, the box has stuff all around it. It's so pretty. So those are my two tarot decks. And I've got um, the Foxfire Kitsune Oracle from Lucy Cavendish. It's freaking beautiful. So I have um, my Brady Tarot's on the way. I was a, I was a Kickstarter backer as well. So I'm, I'm patiently waiting. The frustrating thing about being in Canada, when everyone starts getting their decks, oh. you have to wait a little bit longer. I'm like, where is it? <laughs> Right, the post people like, have you got my deck? <laughs> I think if I was close to the U.S., I'd have a post box on the other side and just drive over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tempting, believe me. Um, and then, what are you looking forward to? We've got, you know, it's the holiday season. Yule is coming up. Have you got anything on that wish list, honey? I actually on my wish list is a new house. <laughs> What? what yeah. Nice. Right? So a little tiny thing, but we'll see if that happens. Um, but nothing. There's only one thing on my Yule list, and it's going to happen on November 6th here in the United States, and that's a uh, political thing. So I'll just keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't think there's many of you who are keeping their fingers crossed in the States. I already voted. I already went on the first day of open voting, and my husband and I are done. We voted. And they said that we had a 19% turnout in New Mexico on the first day of open voting. Wow. That's huge. For, for a country that is, does not have mandatory voting, that is massive. I come from a country, not Canada, you don't have to do that here, but Australia, you have to vote. Really? So, yep. If they fine you, honey, if you don't vote, you get fined. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do your civic duty, damn it. <laughs> I mean, and there are, there are polling places everywhere, you know, like it's every school, every church, you're like you've got no, you've got every city, town hall, every library, you've got no excuse, basically. Yeah. So, um, Callies, well, is there anything, any little piece of advice or anything you'd like to leave us with before we wrap this episode up? Keep learning and seek joy, y'all. Ah, yeah, she's so <laughs> happy. Well, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you for the lovely gift of those magazines and for sharing what you have learnt in your vast experience in this world of the tarot. And uh, I hope that you have a beautiful day yourself. And as always, to everyone who is watching and listening, thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me, Anthony. I'm very honoured. Head to www.tarotreadersacademy.com to check out the training and offer with our faculty of tarot experts. That's www.tarotreadersacademy.com. You can also find out how to work with Ethany by heading to www.ethany.com. Thank you for joining us.